Happy September, everyone. Back to school and off with you. Congrats to parents getting their kids out of the house, and congrats to the weather for not trying to kill me for another few months. We had an episode released about the updates to Focused Review a few months ago, and it was pretty popular. So with all the updates happening this fall at ATI, we thought highlighting another exciting change might be interesting to you. So in this episode, I talked to Jenny Mitchell, an integral team member on the Pulse 2.0 team. She gives you the down and dirty of Pulse 2.0 for both students and faculty. Take a listen. My name is Jenny Mitchell, and I'm the Director of Product Management, and I work specifically in the platform and analytics solutions. So my team is responsible really for anything from a you know, student takes a test, how do they do, and creating what that report looks like and reporting that information out uh, to more complicated things like our full predictive model. From the beginning, very inception, what do those things look like, staying in touch with our clients and understanding what their needs are, how we can make improvements to our current reporting and analytics solutions, and then also looking ahead to new things that we might want to deliver in the future. So what is Pulse? Great question. (laughs) In very simplest form, Pulse is a predictive model that provides early and ongoing prediction of students' probability of passing NCLEX. And that's based on the scores from their ATI proctored exam and the comprehensive predictor performance. It's a tool that is used to guide remediation for both the faculty and students. You know, it was originally inspired uh, by feedback from the ATI Analytics Council, which was comprised of about 10 schools who provide direct feedback on analytics initiatives. Uh, The algorithm was created by our research team uh, using a pretty extensive pilot looking at different methodologies and different models to ultimately predict and provide a better indicator earlier using multiple methodologies to search for really the best option in creating early and incremental predictions. There's a unique model for PN, ADN, and BSN program types. Oh, I see. So um, you look at the data from each of them separately uh, nationwide and uh, create different probabilities. Yeah, the overall model outcome is the exact same, but there are uniquenesses to each program type. And our PN programs and BSN programs have, you know, a slightly different number of content mastery series assessments. So the model is slightly different, but the outcome is the same. Okay, yeah, that's right, because our um, PN assessments... Uh, the subject areas are a little different than our RN subject areas. That makes sense. Yeah, there's seven subject areas for PN programs and nine subject areas for the BSN program. Okay, so you've explained what Pulse is, uh, so now we know what it is. Uh, We know that updates are coming. Uh, What are the top three things that students should know about the updates to Pulse? Yeah, so from a student perspective, maybe the big one that's probably uh, least impactful is that we're taking the Pulse score off the homepage. We've heard from a lot of students that when they sign in in a group full of other, you know, classmates that they don't like their their score showing on their homepage. So we're just removing that. It's not going to show. From an actual Pulse model perspective, I think the, the other two things that are most important are one that we're taking into account retakes. So if a student, you know, doesn't do well on their first attempt, but they take a second attempt and they do a lot better, uh, we'll actually be averaging up to three attempts. And so they will see a lift in their pulse score if they've done better on a second or third attempt. 
Uh, in addition to that, one important thing for students to know is that their scores will change. Uh, some scores might go up a little bit, some might go down a little bit. Um, it all has to do with the changes that we've made to the model. So, you know, taking into account retakes, um, some other kind of cleaning that we are doing with the model, and it's just getting smarter over time, taking into account where the student is in their program, taking into account, uh, you know, if uh, assessments were missed for some reason. And so it is uh, essentially just getting smarter, and it will be more accurate. But their scores might go up or down just a little bit. Okay, so that's really important. It's going off of the home page. Scores will be affected, you know, and you're taking into account uh, retakes, which students, um, I already know, are going to love. I know every time I was on campus, that was something they asked about. We've talked about the top three things that students should know. What about the top three things that faculty should know? Well, echoing one of the things from the students is that faculty should know that the scores will change a little bit. So they might hear from their students that they saw their score go up or down, and they might ask why. Um, really, the, the drivers are a couple of things. It's the inclusion of the retakes. There are some other changes that we're making to the model that faculty should be aware of. So the first one is we're taking out the TEAS assessment. So we all know that TEAS is a great indicator of early program success and really a success in the fundamentals course, but it's not as highly correlated to success on NCLEX. And so we're taking that assessment out of the model. And then we're also introducing nutrition to the model. When we first built Pulse, we didn't have enough data with the nutrition assessment to be able to really show that there was a connection. Uh, but now we see that there's a, there is a connection between success on nutrition and success on the NCLEX. So we're adding that in. Um, the other thing around the model changing um, is around the comprehensive predictor. So for those um, who are a little more familiar with Pulse today, you know that once a student takes comprehensive predictor, the model really stops. We know that RCP is the best indicator of success on NCLEX, and so it essentially overrides the Pulse score. And what will happen in the new model is if a student takes CP earlier in the program and then they take a CMS assessment after that, the model will keep updating. You know, we still at API suggest best practice that you use CP at the end of the program, but we found that nearly half of our students take it earlier and take some sort of CMS assessment after. So we don't want to penalize students and, and you know, limit them from being able to see progress. And so that's one of the other things that's changing with the model. Uh, the last thing I guess I would say that's important for faculty to know, for any of the faculty who are part of a concept-based curriculum, and historically you haven't been able to use Pulse and it's just out there, um, we will be able to turn it off so you won't have to look at that information, but you still will be able to access your student engagement data so you can see which products students are and aren't using. Well, that's interesting. Uh, so we're offering a little more insight into things. Okay, so we know the top three things that both faculty and students should know about the updates. I want to know, since you're working so intimately with this, what's your favorite aspect about the updates? That's a good question. You know, I actually have two. So one is kind of nerdy in that I, I, <laughs> I love that we continue to study the model and look at ways that we can improve it. And so some of the improvements that we're making really behind the scenes to account for where data is missing or if, you know, actually looking at where the student's at in the program and kind of making the model smarter, those are some things that I'm excited about because it just 
truly provides a more accurate prediction for our clients. Uh, but then on a, on a visual perspective, we've updated the look and feel of Pulse to more closely align with the way that our new um, admissions reporting looks. And there's a, pe- a feature there called a timeline, which will give faculty a glimpse at exactly what happened on a given day. So today, you know, they can see that their Pulse is going up or down for a cohort, but they can't see maybe what the driver of that was. So they'll be able to look at a, a timeline that shows you know, here's where my score's dropping, and then they could click and see what exactly caused it to drop. Oh, it was that I administered three different assessments. Here are the students that took those, and that's why my Pulse score dropped. And it will give them that additional insight that's kind of difficult to get to in the current system. All right, that's interesting. I do like the idea of a timeline. That's especially uh, cool for programs that, you know, are making adjustments and they want to see um, if those adjustments are actually having an impact over time. Uh, so that's a nice visualization for them to have. What is something about Pulse uh, you think clients uh, might not be aware of, uh, but they should be? Yeah, so one of the things that I don't know that we've always been as clear about is that Pulse is a prediction of a prediction. So it is really ultimately predicting what is the student's success on a comp predictor, and then that comp predictor is the best indicator of success on NCLEX. And so, you know, we launched the comp predictor product nearly 20 years ago, and our clients loved the ability to say and have that read on how is the student going to do on the NCLEX before we let them sit, how are they going to do? And so they, you know, asked us to provide visibility into that sooner, which is how Pulse was created and trying to give our educators a, a pulse on how their students are doing, you know, both individually to identify the students who are at risk that might need remediation sooner rather than later. And then also, how are they doing, you know, from a cohort perspective, just how do my students roll up so I can spend my time where it's most needed. And so our Pulse model really looks at and predicts that success towards the comp predictor, and then that comp predictor is the ultimate prediction of incorrect success. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about about Pulse that you feel like you should share, or anything about ATI that you feel like clients might want to know? You know, I know one thing today that we, we do hear from clients often that, you know, my pulse hasn't sank, especially from students, and that I took an assessment and my pulse score hasn't updated. And behind the scenes, we've made a lot of improvements with the way that the databases and systems talk to each other, so that today, if, you know, sometimes it takes up to an hour for the model to update. In the future, that will be in seconds, so we've removed some of the latency and syncing issues that we've had. So our goal is that students won't have that. They take the assessment and then they can see, you know, how their um, poll score has changed. One thing that we are working on is a fast follower feature. So once we kind of initially get the changes out, the next thing coming, I think that will be really important for educators. And maybe I'm highlighting an issue that they didn't even know existed, but we hear instances today where, you know, a, a school is going to test students over the course of several days. So maybe they're going to test Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And so they turn off the results so that students that test on Tuesday can't tell, you know, the rest of the students how they did and either make them feel like, oh, this test is going to be really easy and maybe they blow off studying or they feel like it's going to be really hard and then they have unnecessary anxiety. And so our educators in the portal can say, don't show those results. 
Well, unfortunately, up until this point, Polk hasn't really acknowledged that setting. And so students have found a workaround to, they can't see their score at the end of their test, but they can log into Polk and see it there. And so one of the things that we'll be changing very, very soon is actually to acknowledge that setting. So if a student takes an assessment and the instructor has said, I don't want them to see their results yet, they won't be able to see those results at the end of their test. They won't be able to see them on their transcript. And they also won't be able to see them in polls until the educator makes that, that live and the results. And then it will show up in all places. All right. Did you ever in your life think that data would be something that you not only wanted but needed in your life? I sure didn't. But data is a large part of my life, and I can't imagine making decisions without it now. That panel that Jenny talked about, if you're interested in being part of one, let me know. But also, if you're doing cool things with data for your students or curriculum, I'd love to talk to you about it. You can reach me with questions, comments, or interest in being interviewed about nursing education at spotlight at atitesting.com. All right, enjoy your pumpkin spice everything. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Mm-hmm.